And now, in the stressless in-studio this morning is Kyle Frick with Mid-Oregon Credit Union. Kyle, good morning, sir. Good morning. Very nice to have you here. Appreciate that. Hey, uh, Senate Bill 3. First of all, uh, that's important to you in the finance world. And uh, we talked about that previously, but there's been some progress made on it. And looks like the governor has signed it. So tell us what Senate Bill 3 does and why you're so happy about that. Yeah, so credit unions have been supporting this type of legislation for over a decade, and we're just really happy to see this pass through as a priority bill. Senate Bill Number Three is the number three priority. So, um, having the governor sign that is, a, I think, a step in the right direction. <clears throat> and what it does is it requires students to complete one half credit of higher education and career path skills, and one half credit of personal financial education. And um, why we say that we are happy to have that happen to for them to get that in high school and a requirement for graduation is that we see all the time that people just aren't understanding how to manage money and how to manage the resources that they have. So um, we're exposed to it every day. Um, people don't know what their credit score is. They don't know a lot of things about how to manage money coming out of school. We actually have been working with OSU Cascades closely on financial literacy because they're seeing it as well. The students that are coming out of high school don't have those skills. And we used to teach it in the schools. Personal finance used to be a deal that people used to take. And it became an elective, and then a lot of people just didn't take it. So, And then those numbers, you know, like, well, nobody's taking it. There's not a lot of demand for it. It's like, uh, no kidding, they're taking photography instead. So um, we're happy to see this happening. We think it'll have a positive impact on on people and give them, you know, the, the skills that they need to have coming out of school for a lot of reasons, you know, student debt, buying a car, all kinds of different things, but understanding how to manage and understand what finance is about is, I think, a positive thing for people. That's an aspect of their life that's going to begin, uh, you know, at that age. And then be, for the rest of their life, they're going to have to learn how the system works in order to benefit from it and not get buried underneath it. Yeah, and it's a lot better to learn early than later in life for all of us that didn't get that or had hadn't or people that haven't seen that. So, yeah, some uh, uh, some real good uh, things happening there with the Senate Bill Three. So that will go into effect. Uh, soon. And uh, retail efforts to reduce credit debit card issuers revenue. Okay, put that in layman's terms. What do you mean by that? So I'm going to simplify this the best I can. But we have a we have a we have a system that we provide through we have card issuers and we have retailers and there's a system called interchange. And interchange is a fee that's charged to the retailers to may help maintain the system. And this pl the system has been in place for a long, long time. And what it does is it, one, it pre there's costs associated with maintaining the credit system and maintaining it effectively, protecting people's credit. So eliminating fraud. Retailers aren't uh, uh, subject to the same government regulations that we are as far as, far as protecting data. And so, um, a lot of this stuff has to do with just the cost and what the retailers say. They, they say, you know, they could pass these costs onto the, onto the um, consumers. And, and in fact, we've seen this before and it just doesn't happen. So, um, but at the same time, you know, the credit card issuers like credit unions and banks and Visa, they, they have to, you know, they have to reissue cards. They have to, you know, refund members their money. There's all kinds of different things that happen. And so this is a system that works. And Congre there's a bill in Congress that's trying to eliminate those fees 
and pass the savings on to the retailers who say they're going to pass it on to the consumers, which um, we've seen, in fact, that doesn't happen. So, All right, so break it down here for me. It sounds like this is where some places will not, you know, you go to the cash register and we don't take credit cards because they charge us money for that. Is that what we're talking about here? Yep. And then uh, the price for gas, it's this much for cash, this much for credit. Same story? Yes. Okay, so that's that's that whole discussion. And like you said, this has been going on forever as far as I know. Yeah, there's it's a long, and we have lots of, um, we have white papers, and we have all kinds of things that kind of outline the whole thing. Um, and again, we're, we feel that we are, we would be, it would really put the whole system at risk and consumers at risk. And it would probably eliminate a lot of programs and a lot of access to credit for consumers who wanted to use credit and debit cards at retail outlets, because then you don't have the same protections. You don't have the same systems. There's not a continuous system. Like you're saying, some people would offer it some people wouldn't offer it you know so this is a a way again that the system isn't um, super expensive to maintain but there are costs to it and that's how we cover our costs Hmm. so what happens if uh, congress goes through with it and and gets rid of it um well that's we'll see probably less issuers of cards um people will start saying hey will you be cost so potentially the consumer would be charged like if you would need to get a a card reissued you would have that cost you know you have the cost of you know maybe you wouldn't get you know your bank or financial institution may not have the or look at you know refunding your um, accounts until they get through a lawsuit with you know, a big box retailer. Um, and then they would, be, once they had the funds to do that, then they would refund you. But I mean, I, I could see a lot of negative outcomes for this for consumers. Hmm. All right. Um, something else, liquidity. Why is that on the list today? Well, liquidity, I think um, what we're seeing now is we're seeing rates increasing with the Fed and everything. And the money supply has been tightening up. So what you're seeing is for the first time in a long time that savers are getting some return on their deposits. And so we're actually, you know, liquidity is becoming, you know, we're seeing, we're having, we still have strong loan demand, but we've got to attract more deposits. And we're, you know, here locally, you know, when we talk about investments, our, our lending goes here directly into the community. And so we're lending to, you know, people who are purchasing cars here in Central Oregon to purchasing homes, you know, who need business uh, lines of credit or want to build a new building here. So we invest back here in the community. And so we're trying right now, along with everybody else, to attract deposits. And we've got some really great rates for people who want to bring their money here. And so we're trying to make sure that people know about that and come and take a look and see. Um, and again, we're paying great rates, but you also have the ad- added value of that you know you're supporting the economy here in Central Oregon. All right. And their website is midoregon.com if you want to take a look at that. Uh, speaking of which, uh, you guys uh, got a real nice uh, nod from Forbes magazine. Yeah, that was really nice and unexpected, but they do a lot of research and they do have a whole bunch of metrics. And we were recognized as the best credit union in Oregon by Forbes magazine. That's kudos to you. Yeah. And most of the other ones that were on the list are at least four or five times our size. So we are, uh, I th- I, we're pretty proud of the fact that that happened. And again, we weren't out chasing after it. It was just something that 
came our way. All right. And one of the things that you do every year is uh, school supply drive. Tell us how that's going and why there's a big need this year. Yeah, we've been doing this for as long as I've been at the credit union over 20 years. And I think um, this year in particular, we've heard that, you know, the the cost of inflation, the cost of retail goods again is, is increasing. And so, you know, families that, you know, struggle for a lot of different reasons financially, it's even more of a burden for them this year. So we do, we go out and we collect uh, supplies for the for the schools. We, we distribute those um, according to the branch area that we're in. So, you know, our branches in Bend, we give them to FAN, Family Advocacy Network. And then um, we also do that, like in, for example, in Madras, at the Jefferson School District, if there if there's not a fan organization in those areas, then we go directly to the school districts. But all the supplies donated at any of our branches go back to that school district, to those schools in the in the local area. Has the need been increasing? It has been. I mean, we know that you know that again. There's you know the homeless. You know, our people are increasing. I mean, there's families out there that are struggling financially. Um, and so this is a way that we help support, you know, making sure that when kids go to school, they have the supplies they need to go there. And it's not, you know, it's not like they don't have the things that they need to be able to do that. How successful was the drive last year? Oh, we, you know, I'm, I'm constantly amazed at the generosity of people and just how people pick it up and run with it. And we're, I know um, we're one of the biggest contributors to FAN every year when we do this, uh, when we make this effort. You got any numbers or anything? I can't I can't quote any numbers other than I'm trying to remember I mean the total amount is I think well in excess of you know $5,000 so there's at least that much that we provide and I, I we measured it in pounds but I know on occasion we've put it inside like a small school bus and filled up a small school bus <laughs> of school supplies so it, it is a it's a pretty significant amount of stuff that we provide and if people want to donate how do they do that they can stop by the any of our mid-oregon branches and we have boxes collection areas set up for that so kyle frick with mid-oregon credit union kyle thank you so much man thanks frank have a great day